0: I suffer with panic disorder. Post-traumatic stress. Obsessive-compulsive disorder. Postpartum psychosis. History of depression. I'm diagnosed um,
1: schizophrenic.
0: I've been bereaved by suicide. I was actually diagnosed at the age of 15 or 14, even, I can't remember the exact age, as being bipolar. It's like this little bad seed that it gets planted in you in a very young age. I'd never had any history of mental illness, so it was really scary. It kind of grows and grows, and then, before you know it, you're, like, living in a shame jungle, and you have to, like, really hack your way out. I just felt like this is it. <laughs> it's coming. It's like a drain. It's, it's coming, and it's gonna hit me right in the face, and it did.
1: affects your ability to deal with situations rationally, so you end up crying because you burnt toast.
0: I learned how to smile when my kids were around but the second they went to bed i fell apart being in a crowd of your friends and still feeling alone felt like i was kind of on the outside looking in at chaos and desperately disconnected from everything that seems to be good and meaningful in your life you never have anything to live for when you're truly depressed that's part of what its problem is you can't see
1: any light a nightmare <laughs> so welcome Fight fans to another episode of btr boxing podcast and as you've just heard with that introduction there this is a different episode to bring to you this week as we record it it is mental health awareness day and week and we felt like it was something that was close to our hearts and something we wanted to really sit down uh, and discuss not just about ourselves of course but in boxing in general obviously we've heard many stories over the years about mental health in boxing and how it's affected them over the years so we will discuss that as well today and hopefully give people out there you know a, an opportunity to to not feel like they're alone and not feel like there's nobody to talk to out there so as always fight fans before we get into it go and fucking find us on social media We're on Twitter at BTR Boxing Pod and Facebook at BTR Boxing Podcast. If you've not already subscribed to the podcast, then please go and do it. We're on Apple Podcasts, on Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Player FM, Spotify and Eat Sleep Boxing Repeats YouTube channel. So, Johnston's on the line, as always, to sit down and break down this different episode this week. And I know we've had a conversation before recording about, we've both got instances we can sit here and talk about, but... It's not about just that, it's about even just trying to help one person from having a conversation and making pe- people feel like they can actually speak up and speak out about it, isn't it?
0: Absolutely, absolutely is, mate. And, um, you know, it's, it's important that, uh, you know, Mental Health Awareness Day is, is, is an important time uh, for a lot of people, um, and, it, and it's, it's important for. For the people that find that they, they're unable to talk about certain things, difficult stuff in that's happened in their life or what's happening in their life, um, everybody's had some sort of event in their life that's been difficult to get through. And, um, you know, one thing I've learned is that is being able to talk about it and it, it is really massively important to do that, whether it's with your close friends and family or, or if it's a complete stranger. Um it's just it's, it's it's valuable really, and it, to, to get it off your chest. Um, and sometimes it just makes you feel a little bit a b- little bit more better. So, you know, I think it's a great idea, Sean, to put something like this together. And as you say, you know, it, it does sort of it links in with boxing. You know, boxing's always it's, it's had its tragic stories. So, um, I think it was I think it's a, a great time to to discuss uh, mental health me- mental health awareness week. Absolutely.
1: So, you know, I think starting out. With what I want to touch on, I think is some of the sort of statistical side of things. Really, you know, I've been looking at the statistics today in preparation for for sitting down with you and talking about it. And well, I think what shocked me was that it, approximately one in four people in the UK will experience a mental health problem each year. And the the figures are just getting really, really slim now. It's not even just like one in ten or one in twenty. It's it's literally one in four people now are, are having a mental health episode every year, and that could range from just general anxiety disorders or depression or phobias to OCD to panic disorders to PTSD. You know, there's there's a varied mix of, of what there is out there. It's not just... When people think of mental health, you know, maybe people think of people that have gone to that sort of extreme stage of, of mental health where they're at the point of you know potentially thinking about taking their life and there's various different things with mental health like i think you know it's a good time to sort of share stories really and 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 just let the people you know hear that we're just normal people as well we might sit and do a podcast and and talk about our favorite fights and, and parts of the sport that we want to criticize but we're just normal human beings we're normal men like the rest of us and i think one of the biggest issues around mental health in men is is the fact that men don't want to speak about it and men have this stigma around oh well you know you're not you're not allowed to speak about your feelings because you're a man and you know you've got a man up the man up is the is the, the is the worst saying I think anybody could possibly say to somebody who's in a situation where they're really dealing with things that nobody knows about because you're telling somebody to to man up he's telling somebody to just try and deal with the situation when really you don't know what the situation actually is so I think there's been various incidents in my life that I'm not going to go too into detail with, but I could easily sit here and say, you know, they've they've been the trigger of certain events in in my life and certain things to happen to me. I think the biggest, I'll tell you that I'll tell you the story of I think when I first realised that I had an issue really was as uh, around about two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight, and I remember being sat working in a call centre at the time. And, you know, people who work in call centres, whether you're in the USA listening or the UK, you, you know what it's like. It's constant calls coming through, people moaning usually all the time because they've not got what they want or there's an issue. So, you know, that, that that can be a stress on its own, that can put sort of stress on your, on your mental well-being and then there could be situations outside of work that are also causing you issues. The biggest one usually for most people is money, that's one of the biggest factors in a lot of people's mental health is money or, or lack of thereof, so I was sat there and I remember I started to started to sort of have these horrible feelings and I started to sort of get these sort of sweaty palms and then I started to get this pain in my left arm and... It started to get stronger and stronger and I had this customer on the phone at the time. He was just absolutely chewing my ear off over an order that had not been delivered to them. And then all of a sudden, this sensation of pain in my arm spread right across my chest and automatically your mind starts to think, oh shit, I'm having a heart attack here. So then all of a sudden, I literally went white and my colleagues around me literally looked at me and said, "Like, I'd, went, I'd gone white, I'd gone grey and I, I literally threw the headset off my head and I didn't know what the hell to do and, and literally one of my colleagues had to pick me up, take me to a different part of the, the sort of call centre because I looked like I was about to pass out and I panicked and I was I was absolutely shitting myself and that's the God's honest truth. I didn't know what the hell was happening to me. So long story short, they called an ambulance, they come and checked me, did an ECG, my heart rate was fine. It was a panic attack and anybody that's experienced panic attacks will probably be able to be relate to all them feelings that I've just described there is horrible it's one of the worst feelings in the world it's it's as probably people say it's as close to sort of death as you can you can possibly get without actually you know in, in getting inflicted any sort of mortal wounds or or anything that's actually physically puts you close to death it's one of the closest things you can get to it's one of the scariest things you can do and that's the first time I really ever suffered something to do with mental health and at that time I never knew what the problem was so as, as as the sort of weeks went by it started to become more frequent and more often and that's when I knew there was there was a big issue going on because this, this shouldn't be happening to me why is this happening to me and these are the questions I was asking myself and then it just developed into something more than what it was and mm-hmm. I, I just I just think like people don't realize like all the stress of things that happen inside and outside of work build up until it gets to sort of a boiling point and that for me was the sort of instance of, of the boiling point
0: well wow. yeah nice uh did, did did you uh figure out sort of what, what where it come from was it just a, is it just basically come from just everything that just sort of got on top of or you you don't really know you can get to the to the root of the cause of your panic attack. I mean, that's, that's I've never had that before myself. I've, I mean, I've had certain issues in terms of my life, what's happened, and, you know, where well, I can understand where people will, will feel depressed and they can, you know, it can spiral. Um, I mean, what, what was your situation in terms of, did, did you ever get to the bottom of it, Sean, in terms of what made you feel like that that way?
1: It got worse, it got worse to be Why? honest with you, it did, it, it got worse as time went on, I mean there was issues going on outside of, of work, I had problems at home at the time with my partner who was with at the time and there was stress coming from different angles, the, the job didn't help because it was a stressful job and he, like I said anybody that works in a call centre or has worked in a call centre knows exactly what I'm talking about, it's horrible at times, it can be horrible and it can be a very stressful day and sometimes you go home and you just want to go to bed and you don't even want to like interact with anybody and... And that's a sign of issues where your mental health is coming home and not even wanting to interact with anybody in in your household is just like it's not good. It shouldn't make you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um long, long sort of so, so to cut the story a little bit shorter down for, for the purposes of obviously people listening, it, it got to the point where these panic attacks were happening more and more often in, in, in various different places. You know, I remember at the my partner at the time, I remember us going out for uh, going for a curry down the local Indian and I thought you know I'm looking forward to this not been out for a while and we had a young baby at the time my daughter and I remember going in there and I remember them serving me this curry and I remember sitting down starting to eat it and then all of a sudden I started to sort of like it felt like I couldn't chew what I was eating and then it's like my jaw started to lock and then I, I just felt that rush of adrenaline again go through my body and my palms getting sweaty. And I started to feel really badly nauseous like I was going to throw up. And obviously, if you're in a restaurant full of people, it's the last thing you want to do. It's embarrassing. So I literally threw me stuff down and ran outside the front door to get air because I felt like I couldn't breathe. And it was horrible. And as a result of that, then, I had to go to the doctors. Now, this is another thing as well is obviously when you go to the doctors, the, the first thing they do is they'll say to you they'll ask you questions do you have any suicidal thoughts anything like that no 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 you answer the questions genuinely and then the next thing they do is they'll look at put, trying to put you on some type of medication you know for me yeah. it was it was anxiety medication which was also used to be treated for depression as well so because the symptoms physically got that bad for me i said yeah i need to take these i can't i can't cope with you know, not being able to go out anywhere and, and feel the panic—it started to make me agoraphobic. It started to make me not want to go out because I was the, the fear of being put in a situation where I felt like that's going to happen to me, and that's how bad it really got. So it was literally come 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 home from work and stay in and never go out, and that's how bad it got. And yes, the, uh, the actual medication did start to make me perk up a bit and feel a little bit better, uh, but it never really solved the long term problem, which was always there. And that's that's kind of one of the biggest things with mental health is is you go to when I went to see a counselor a few years later, they always said to me, you know, everything's mind over matter. They were the words to use, everything's mind over matter. I said, You 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 need to learn to control your mind. He said, It's your mind that is is going ten steps forward and, and creating the, the sort of physical side of things that you're experiencing at the moment. So, obviously, then you start to think to yourself, right? Well, how am I gonna gonna deal with these situations? So, you go and see somebody about it, and that's what you know. Part of this this episode is all about is is imploring people. So, if anybody you know that's listening and and said and said to themselves, "Bloody hell, yeah! I know exactly how he's feeling. I know exactly how he felt." But if you've never done anything about it. Then this is the time to speak up about it. This is the time to go out there and say. I, you know, actually, I, I think I need to sit down and speak about it. And no matter what the problems are going going on in your life, no matter what they are, whether it's money, whether it's sort of relationship issues, whether it's something completely different, it doesn't matter. You've got to talk about it. You've got to give that burden off you to somebody who can just, even if they just sit there and listen and maybe they don't provide you the, the advice you may be looking for, as long as they're there to listen to it and be there to reassure you and, and, and comfort you, then, then that's what you need. This is what you need at this point in time. But for you, Johnston, obviously, you've got experiences that you've been through where it's led you into a different state of mental health.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, what you were just saying there is vitally important that you do speak to somebody. Um, and as you say, the stigma's there with, with men, especially men of our age as well, you know, the... The suicide rate for 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 guys of our age, within between sort was it mid twenties and mid thirties, if not going into the forties, that that is a it, it's a problem, um, and that is because we feel like we're unable to speak about it, isn't it? and it. And I do get it. I mean, for, for me on, on a personal level, mum was never like a, a panic attack. Mum was more, I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I suppose I was. Um, it, it was it comes from the fact that um, so in, in sort of twenty fifteen, me me and my wife we. Uh, we decided to um, do the old Route sixty six, the Mother Road, and go from the East Coast to the West Coast, and then on, on the way, stop off at Vegas and get married. So we was at, you know, sort of like clad nine, you know what I mean? Me and the wife, and um, me, me and Gemma, we was having a great time, and then sort of we came back in sort of June, July, um, and then I got the well, my, my brother, he. Um, Basically, he was he, he was diagnosed with a with a cancer that was like a, a million to one chance. It was like a it was like a tumor. Um, so yeah, he he it uh, he, he was he was given the news sort of around uh, August 2015, and then uh, he he died in in November 2015. It was a very very quick um, sort of it it just took over basically. Um, so it it was a difficult time. It was it's was really tough. I mean, even now it's tough to talk about because it's his birthday Tuesday. So, you know, it's, 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 it's always there. It's, it's never going to leave you. Um, so it, it, it it's, it's just hard. You know, it's, it's, it's a difficult time for, for me and for my wife to, to be on such a, a sort of a, a high, um, to then have such, such an awful thing happen. Um, so yeah, it, again, I, I try to speak about it as much as I can. Uh, but my wife is just, you know, she's, she's brilliant. She's, always encourage me to talk um sometimes you know like you don't really realize in yourself you don't you don't notice that you're having a bad moment um, and you, you just sort of go around every day and you're doing your daily routine and um sometimes yeah it's, you just don't realize it and she picks up on it like that you know because she just knows me she's been with me a long time and, and she knows what i'm about so sometimes it's uh it, it's, it's brilliant to have her around i mean if, if we didn't have her, I'd—I I'd, don't know where I'd be. I don't, I don't mean it in like you know that she saved me and thing. I just—I think maybe I probably may have decided to spiral a little bit out of control. I do believe that she's been that sort of stability for me. So, yeah, it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's really hard. It's—it's it's, it's still hard today. You know, four years on, he would have been 45 years old on Tuesday. Um, so yeah, it's—it's it's, it's not easy. I mean, I, t- I took my boy, my boy's two, so he never got the chance to meet my brother. Um, so it was nice to go to the grave on Tuesday and sort of just sit with with my boy and, and my brother um, but it, it's hard mate, it really is isn't it? and it, as I keep saying the value of being able to talk to somebody, whether it be, you know I've been fortunate enough to have my wife um, some people may not have anyone, so God, for those people out there that don't, it, it's, it's difficult I, I completely I, could, I couldn't relate to that um, so you know, that's why it's important you have to speak about it and if you don't then um, you could find yourself in a bit of a pickle and, and it's important it really is as I keep I keep mentioning that word but it is it's hard and, and it does get easier believe it or not it, it doesn't sometimes you, you know you have your dark days and as I say you don't sometimes you don't even realize so um, it's just it's just imperative that uh, you know my advice to anyone that's ever gone through they've been for anything even if it happened 10 years ago, sometimes these things don't actually hit you because I'm sort of, a year later after my brother died and I'd gone for the funeral, it, it, it didn't really affect me. It was weird. Um, and it, it sort of affected me later on. And uh, I'm getting better. But as I say, you know, it, it's, it's it's weird. Uh, Mental Health Awareness Week lands on the week of his birthday. It's just how it goes. And, and, and ironically, the irony of the whole thing is me and my wife found out that my, my, my wife was pregnant on, on my brother's week the week he was but, uh his birthday as well, so it's always a very difficult time. But um, you know, I get through it. Everyone does. It does. It does get a little bit easier. Don't get, don't get me wrong. When people sort of say that, um, you know, it, it it does get easier year by year, but it, it is still always there. And it's all become a part of you. That's basically how it works, I suppose. I mean, my wife is, as I say, she's she's brilliant, Gemma. She really is, and I uh, she yeah you know, she finds it difficult as well. But we get through it together, and it's, it's important that that we have these moments and we're able to talk about it. So, you know, when you put this to me this week, ironically, to do this, I thought, you know, 100%, you know, it's another reason to speak out about it and, and you know, just to, you know, it's, it's nice, really, and it, it does help me. Um, it, it takes, as you say, it just gets that off your chest, doesn't it? And you, you're able to, to know, to move on another year or another, another couple of days or whatever it is. But, you know, as I say, it, it does get easier. It does get easier. What I say, I don't know. It's it's a funny word to say, but because as I say, it always comes back on you. But you do get, you find it a bit easier to get through each year.
1: Yeah, it's mate. At the end of the day, it's it's such death is is a part of life that we all have to deal with. You know, the eventuality is that at one one day we've all got to leave this earth and depart to wherever that may be you know i don't want to go too spiritual or or too religious on the whole situation but everyone has their own beliefs in, in in what happens afterwards but at the end of the day it's a part of life we all have to deal with unfortunately and it's horrible it's disgusting you know we've all had to lose somebody in them circumstances i mean my gran and granddad i lost my my granddad my gran when she was 51 i lost my granddad when he was 57 you know, they, they were two people that were so, so close to me when I was growing up. But, you know, that massively affected me. Massively. You know, really, really badly affected me. But it was one of them where it was either I sat down and, and, and let that consume my life or I sat down and decided that I wanted to do something with my life that was going to impact on it in a positive way. And that one of the biggest things about dealing with mental health is... Is trying to change the negative side of thinking to positive side of thinking, and I think the reason I got into doing the the boxing, the reason I started going around interviewing fighters, and the reason I started doing things like this in, in the media side, is not specifically because I was media trained, because I, I, I'm not. You know, I'm very good with English and very good at writing, but I'm not media. I'm not specifically media trained as such. However, I wanted to use what I do as a positive thing in my life aside from obviously the love I have for my family I wanted to use this opportunity to to, to put something that I had which was knowledge I believe knowledge to the test really and and, and then start to make a positive impact on on, on certain things in life and and you know all the all this stuff that we do the recording that we do week on week the editing the putting people's work out there and helping other people get in involved in sort of boxing and, and articles and media side of things it gives me great satisfaction and it also affects me in a positive way that I feel like I've got something something else in my life to drive towards and as 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 crazy as it might sound to people, this actually helps me keep me focused and not let my mind stray away from the negative things in life. Because let's be honest, we all have the negative impacts in life. We have a, we have a shit day in work, we come home and we, we don't, we don't realise, we, we do it, you just said it earlier, we don't realise, we do it, but we take it out on the people around us we don't realize we do it half the time and we do and it's horrible and you don't realize you're doing it to the people you love the most and that's something i've always wanted not to do so like you said you've got a very supportive wife uh same with same with me but there's people out there that haven't there's people out there that mm-hmm. haven't got anybody or they, they have got nobody to talk to and this is the whole point and the whole reasoning behind doing this podcast is as I said in in the tweet that I put out on the account, it's it's not to it's not to get sympathy for, for for guys like us for stories. It's to tell people that we have also experienced some of the stuff that you may have experienced or or similar. And it's about having you know the the courage to speak up about it and not feel like you can and not feeling alone. And if anybody you know wants to speak to to somebody, there's 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 people out there that will help you. If you're in the UK, you can ring one one six one two three from a landline or a mobile phone, and you will get through to the Samaritans, and there'll be somebody there who will listen to what you've got to say. They're not there to give you advice, they're not there to tell you how to run your finances or how to deal with uh, a difficult ex. But they are there to listen to you, to, to get that burden off your chest, to get it off your shoulders, you know, to make yourself feel a little bit better. Because I tell you what, when I sit and speak about these things to people, I feel 10 times better about doing it because I feel like then I've expressed... Something that I've kept bottled up inside myself. And that's what I think is very, very important for anybody out there that's having any of the negative thoughts in their lives where they feel, you oh, I can't be arsed with this anymore. I'm fed up. They're fed up with this. I'm fed up with that. That's the start of it all. That is the start of everything. Then you start to think irrationally. And then when you start to think irrationally, then you start to make silly choices. And I've done it. I've thought irrationally. I've made comments to people. In, uh, you know, either to the face or on social media, and then I thought to myself, "Why have I said that? Why why did I say that to them? Why did I do that? What 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 did I get from doing that?" So you know, I've 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 then also then had to go back and apologise, and I've always apologised if I've realised I've, I've I've you know felt irrational about something and and said something irrational, and it's it's hard, it's very very hard. But the purpose of us here and talking about this whole thing is is again, it's just to make sure people are aware that there is people out there for you. If you, you if you're based in the US and you listen to this podcast and you're listening to this episode at this moment in time, then you can ring one eight hundred two seven three talk. If you ring that number, you will get someone there as well on that end of the phone to be able to speak to about it. So please don't delay. You know, if you've got something you need to get off your chest, talk, talk to them. Talk to the guys there because they will truly, truly help you. And if you feel like you can relate to us more and you want to talk to us, you can go on the Twitter and you can message the inbox at BTR Boxing Pod or you can message myself at IamBasto or you can message Johnston at Brown 82 Our box- inboxes are open. And even if you just want to tell us you've had a really bad, really bad shitty day at work and you just want to get it off your chest, do it. Please do it. I will answer that message. Uh, I will answer it as soon as I can answer it, and I will come back to you and I'll have a chat with you happily. Because, like I said at the start of this episode, even if I can help one person from having this conversation and speaking out, then I'm more than happy to it. Given the fact that it's one in four people, in particular in the UK, that are affected every single week, you know, for me, it's 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 important, very very important. And you stressed on it, enough, and often it's a boxing podcast, and I know we're doing a little bit of something different here, but. We also wanted to bring boxing into the equation as well about mental health in boxing because we forget, like we just we're just sort of ordinary people who have, have, have jobs that are keep us steady. But these guys that are not only putting their lives on the line in the ring also have their own fair share of, of mental issues. And you know we've seen it over the years. And the difficulty for them is it's 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 harder for them, I think, because they're in the public eye a lot more, aren't they? They are
0: yeah I mean boxing is it's a massive part of um you know w- w- we've seen uh you know guys like that, i i idolized as, as a child like like frank bruno and and he had a really bad experience in mental health um and it was quite sad to see actually and hes, he's managed to pull himself through it, which is, is is great as well um but he he's got himself through it and, and it's important i mean we we sit here and we uh well so we you know we we discuss this on the phone. Every week, and we we we'll uh, say who we think to beat what fighter and and whether they're in good enough condition, and you know people have mentioned sort of or gas and things like that you know and trying to get his body into the the best physical condition he can possibly have it for a fight and um you know sometimes I think it gets neglected that you know your brain is a muscle as well, and it's important for these fighters that you know that they they're able to you know, to have a team around them, whether it be. Someone that can actually um, sort of be an expert in terms of uh, how you're feeling emotionally, and um, and you know, part of boxing, a big part of it is your mental, your attitude, um, and so it's important for a fighter to, to to go into a fight with a good mindset. You know, no matter how good of a condition your body's in, if if your brain isn't in that right place, then you know you're not, your body's not going to do what it's supposed to and what you want it to do. So it's massively important and it is great today that, you know, we are there are plenty of fighters out there today that will have someone alongside them that can help with the physical the, the, not just the physical but the psychological side of things and and that's we've said it how many times, Sean that, you know, it's like sixty, forty percent is it is it is mental. Um, you know, your your brain has to be tuned in. And as you say, there's several fighters out there that have you know, we've we've heard it from Maivan Ben during Legendary Nights, he had a he had a breakdown um of Sort of thought about, or if not attempted suicide, as I say, we've had Bruno. You know, we've had Tyson's recently with his battle with with a drug addiction and and just addiction in general. I think for him, wasn't it with with his food and stuff like that as well as uh, sort of cocaine and alcohol. But um, you know, it, it is a massive part of boxing. You know, it is it, it's important that you know these fighters. They're on their own in there, you know. They have a team around them to get them in a position where they're able to go and fight. But when it inevitably when you get into the ring, it's just them. And then you know, if they perform badly, they get absolutely ridiculed on social media, which is another aspect of it. You know, these these trolls on Twitter don't help things. You know, sometimes it does. It irritates me when I see these people just sort of sit behind their keyboard. They they can be quite malicious and vicious in the things they say, and I don't think they quite really get what they're doing. To other people their are fighters and, and just general you know I mean I worry for my, my son when he's on social media when he's old enough and Jesus you don't want him sitting in a room and you, you see all these adverts and you hear the stories of these young kids getting bullied in their own sleeping bedroom so you know it, it's, it, uh, maybe another thing is to, to just for those people that want to just go and blurt whatever they want on social media because you have got that platform sometimes just have a little think about what you're putting out there and and just, just understand that you know what you might say could affect somebody
1: yeah i agree and i i I'll be honest I've been a culprit of that myself before. I wouldn't consider myself to be any type of a troll, but I've made comments that i've 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 regretted, and then you know when you regret something like that you kinda of think to yourself, Why the hell did I do that? I've seen it before about irrational thinking. Sometimes you'll see something in particular on there and your brain starts to tick and, and obviously when you've 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 had mental health issues or you, you, you've been dealing with them or keeping them at bay for a period of time in your life, they're always gonna be there it's about how you control them and and that's why it's important to speak to somebody it's not just important to speak to somebody just to get it off your chest it's important to realize that you when you know you need that help is to go and professionally seek it because um, the, the, the best thing I ever did was when a few years after the incidents I was telling you about earlier the physical symptoms came back of the panic attacks again after them being subsided for a few years they came back again and I was just you know at that point I was uh, I was under a lot of stress I was uh going through a relationship breakdown where with a child involved and it got a bit nasty at the end and, and, and as a result it put me in a really bad position, not just financially but mentally and I, I remember an incident in particular which I'll never ever forget because I never ever want to be there again. I remember getting to the point where I was walking from the flat that I'd moved into and I was walking to the local town centre because it was literally around the corner and I thought to myself... You know, I'm going to go get me shopping, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden these sort of overriding uh, thoughts came into my mind about, you know, what what am I doing now? Why am I here? What am I doing here? Is the world better off without me? Maybe it is. And these are the sort of questions you start to ask yourself in your own mind. And then all of a sudden I just started crying, walking down the street. I started crying. I literally just started crying for no reason. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God. I, I need help i need to speak to somebody professionally i need this help now because i can't let this go any further some people don't always go at that point and, and get that help and this is why i'm saying and why you've said johnson is so so important that when you identify yourself that that there's something that's not right with yourself whether it's you're struggling to get out of bed in the morning there's no motivation for anything in life there's you know, there's there's, there's thoughts there that that I really shouldn't be there, then that's when you need to go and start speaking to somebody professional. Because I tell you what, when I spoke to a counsellor, they sat me down and that stigma around going to sit in a room on a chair where you feel like, you know, you're being interrogated by somebody is actually not... The reality of the situation. To be honest, I got there and I sat there on a couch, and a woman opposite me just talked to me. She just chatted to me. She just, she wanted me to, to, you know, to to ask me a few questions, and they weren't like pressing questions either. They were just general things. And all of a sudden, it opened up a door full of of stories from myself. And by the time that conversation had finished, it was like this this woman, you know, she didn't know me from Adam but yet she was able to identify certain shortcomings in my life or shortfalls in my life where she wanted me to focus on certain things to be able to then put my mind uh, into perspective. And it was about training my mind and that was what the sessions were about it was about re, sort of resetting yourself and training yourself to to deal with certain things in a certain way so physical symptoms of anxiety and panic attacks there were certain things and techniques that you can use to to be able to make them physical symptoms subside and they were the biggest things i took away from that because i i very very rarely have them them type of panic attacks and i can probably say in the past 5 or 6 years i've probably only ever felt a glimmer of one once. So for me, that's, I think that's pretty good going. That's pretty good going considering I was suffering with it multiple times on a daily basis about 10 years ago to the point where, like I said, I wouldn't leave the house. So mm-hmm. it's it's worth it. So if you ever feel like, oh, I don't want to go and see a doctor. They don't want. I don't want to go and tell some doctor about this or some counsellor about that. Honestly, please do it because it'll be the best thing for your life you'll ever do to get your life back on track, to get you where you want to be. Uh, it'll put you on the first step of of that ladder. That's what it will do. It'll put you on the first step of that ladder, and the rest of it will come with more positive things and more positive impacts in your life. So going back to the boxing side, Johnston, you were just talking about Bruno and Tyson. Uh, there's Tyson Fury recently as well. There's, there's plenty of fighters that... You know they they do certain things in the sport they get to certain pinnacles of the career or certain parts of the career where there's just no replicating that adrenaline rush there's no replicating that high and there's only when you get to a certain point like that and you're at the top of that mountain there's only one place you're gonna go, and that's right down and that's what happens that's what happens to these fighters unless they can sustain that level and Nine times out of ten, most of them will never reach that pinnacle again. It's very rare you get somebody in, in boxing where they'll get to the pinnacle of the sport, say, undisputed, unified heavyweight champion of the world, and they'll they'll never get that back again. They'll never get to that point again. And that that's the dangerous thing in, in boxing. Even at the lower level of the sport, the lower level of the sport is also just as, as hard because you've got fighters that are trying to sell... X amount of tickets just to be able to cover the cost of the opponent to fight. And if they can't do it, they've put themselves through six weeks of training and then they don't end up fighting. And I've seen fighters at that level be completely demoralised by the sport and walk away for over 12 months before deciding to come back. So it affects people in different ways. But I think boxing in general, you know, it's a short career. It's one of the shortest careers and professions you could have. So, what do you do afterwards? And this is what we see, isn't it? We see a lot of the fighters not really knowing what to do with themselves.
0: Yeah, completely. Uh, you know, I think we all sort of can get carried away with all the big fighters and the big fights and we just, sometimes you just assume that, you know, everybody is earning millions of pounds and earning good money from, from big fights and it's not the case. Um, it's only sort of even now recently, even if you know that top top end of, of boxing you know it's a very small margin it's, it's not very big at all it's a small part the rest of of those that are at trying to earn a living from it are the guys as you say trying to sell their own tickets and you know they're, they're struggling to you know as well as training that they've got, they've got other things going on because they can't afford to paying other people to support them they don't have a manager on cap and you know this why again it's important to make sure you've got a good network a good you know, you join the right gym and you do, you have the right manager, the right coach. You know, they're not going to try and do you out of anything. Um, I mean, I mean, we're. I don't want to go into it because obviously we've got his career profile coming up, but looking at sort of Michael Spinks, for instance, and then uh, and Leon, his brother. So, I mean, we're not going to speak about Leon, but we probably will touch on it. But Leon, you know, he beat Mohamed Ali, you know, after, you know, one of the shocks ever, biggest shocks in boxing history, he goes and beats Mohamed Ali ends up getting a rematch, losing that and doesn't see any of that 3.2 million or whatever it was. Cause his lawyers took the money and they, they'd done him out of money. Now, you know, he's currently, I believe just he's working, believe it or not. He's actually doing, you know, he's working for $5, something somewhere. Um, I mean, that's what I read a couple of years ago, a few years ago, you know, his life changed it, from literally being at the top to the very bottom and how quickly it can happen. Um, and as you say, you've got these other guys that are out, sort of grafted away, trying trying to sell their tickets. It's it's so hard for them, and it is a very short career. You know, a lot we see it in football. I mean, I, I'm a football fan, and you know, we see it. with Paul Gascoigne, for instance, when he was at the top of his career, look 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 what has happened to him. Um, you know, so it is it's it's so important that we look after these guys. And there's you know whether there's. There's ways of supporting them for once they retire. I mean, we had, it with, we had a recent legendary night with Mitchell, didn't we, recently, and uh, and Murray. And, uh, you know, uh, it, again, the two fellas that have been in a big fight, you'd expect them to earn loads of money, and you expect them to go into the titles. So it didn't happen, and then what happens? They, they, they spiral out of control. Managed to recover now, but even still, it's tough, isn't it? It's hard, and this is where we need to be able to support these guys when they do come to the end of their careers.
1: Yeah, there's there. There is obviously a lot more things coming to fruition now. Not just for people that are not involved in boxing, just people in general, but also obviously people that are in the sport. There's more things that are coming into to, to fruition for people, and these are not things that are sort of government based projects. These are things that people are doing off their own back that are starting these things up. Xboxes are trying to start things up. You know, you've got guys that that don't want to see people like you were mentioning earlier Paul Gascoigne. you know I really enjoyed Paul his football growing up and then to see the state he's in in this day and age and, and you know the way the way people sometimes just get video clips of him in an absolute state and then share it on social media for, for likes and retweets is, is you know it's ridiculous the poor guy you know still really clearly needs help and it's like there's nobody there to give it to him and you just want to sort of go and give the guy a hug and say come on man we'll, you know we'll, we'll get you sorted we'll sort you out and This is this is what it all boils down to with with this episode. Really, is, is is just going back to the original point of it all. The whole purpose of it is is making people aware that mental health. You know, it's okay to speak about it. It's okay to have a conversation about it. You shouldn't be scared about having a conversation about how you're feeling and or if you're. You think because you're you you maybe you're a certain demographic or you're a certain gender that you're not allowed to speak about it? That's not the case. You you need to use whatever platform you can to have them conversations. And please, you know, I'm not just trying to aim this out there just specifically for men because it's two guys that that sit here and run this podcast. If if you're a, you're a female that listens to this podcast and you think to yourself actually, you know, I, I wouldn't mind having a conversation with one of these two guys. Just drop us an inbox or take the advice we've given you and, and go and speak to someone from the samaritans or if you're in the u.s go and speak to someone from the uh the the guys there as well and the numbers that i've given you because i tell you what you know i can speak firsthand and say you'll be the best thing you ever do because i've done it myself and you know look at me now that's the way i say look at what i'm doing i'm doing a podcast something that i never would have dreamed about doing five six years ago and and all of a sudden I'm doing it and people are are enjoying it and letting us know they're enjoying it so it's it's you know that that's the type of positivity I have in my life is not just the fact that I've got a family and and the positive things that come with that but also the fact that we've got this boxing media platform uh, giving the opportunities to other people that want to get involved in the sport that brings me great satisfaction running this podcast having different guests on the podcast, doing the legendary Night series, doing all these different series and and also like the ones to watch series is another one, the reason I did that was because I wanted to give the, the guys the opportunity to put themselves out there to to people that may have not heard of them before to hopefully help these guys sell a few more tickets and get a few more bums in seats to help put food on the table for the families and that's what that's all about and that's, that's kind of where I've come from to where I am and, and it's all about bringing positivity into your life no matter what happens no matter what you have to suffer or what you have to go through it's just going forward you know a lot of people try and focus on what's happened in the past you know I could sit here and, and go on about that all night I could I could write about I could probably write a book about it in fact but I don't want to do that I want to move forward I want to move my life forward and push forward and The only way to do that is to focus on something that that you've got a passion for and that's why I do what I do here with you Johnston I I do it because I love Mm -hmm. it and you spend the time doing it because you love doing it and you know it gives us a break from normal life and a break from work and a break from reality and gives us the opportunity to to not even have to think about some of the some of the issues that you might have going on you know like I come home today to a flooded kitchen and you wouldn't think like I'd come home to a flooded kitchen by listening to my voice today, but that's because I just think there's there's, there's worse things that can happen in life and it's about moving forward and positive. Um, so, Johnston, I think, have you got any final sort of comments and thoughts and, and anything else you want to share with people that are listening, you know, any stories or anything that you think is going to benefit anybody listening today? Well, I, I would say... Um...
0: It just just laughing is, is a good way of getting through it. Finding something that you can watch and enjoy. Um, for me, uh, watching Only Fools and Horses helped me. Um, sounds silly, but it really did help. Um, and then you've got uh, for for me. You talk about boxing. For my brother was a casual fan, but I have great memories of him with Ben and Eubank. So you know that's probably where this aspect comes from for me wanting to really dive into to boxing, probably. Uh, I, I can understand that. It, you know, it, I, think, I think I've always had a love for the sport, but I think I probably have even more of a love for the sport now, you know, when we're doing the Legendary Nights with Ben Newbank and I just have those memories of my brother watching it. My brother, although my brother was only a casual fan, It again, they, these type of things, just these nice memories, they, it helps people. Uh, just try and find those memories and, and, and just, again, just, just enjoy, it. try and find a way of being able to, Get a bit of sense of humour in, in in your life because it's massively important. Um, you know, w- when we experience our darkest moments in our lives, it, it can seem and, and feel like, you know, everything's going to fall apart and it's always going to be bad and it's never going to get better. So uh, we just, uh, you know, you've got to hope that at the end of the day, there is always going to be a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's literally just taking one step at a time and just setting yourself small goals, and and talking about it, um, and that that's that's important. And as I say, just try and find things you, you found that doing this podcast and boxing and just take yourself away sometimes from, from your daily routine. And, you know, I, I find that the same, whether it was writing uh, about fights or features and uh, that's where it started and stemmed from. And then digging into the archives of boxing and then it just stemmed from there. And, and it does help. It does, you know, you throw yourself into something that you enjoy and you find yourself being in quite a happy mood and you're able to talk about things when probably you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't have been able to. So, I I, my, I express that you know, I, I would say to anyone that's really finding it difficult is to just try and find something that you know you enjoy and um, you know it's okay to be happy. That's that's, that's probably the one thing I say. I found difficult to do that because I always felt like up you know a bit guilty. It, it, you shouldn't feel guilty. You know you've got to, you got know, you've lost someone or you're struggling with something. You know th- their life sort of, although they're not here no more. In terms of my situation. You know they are still here you know they're they're within within all of us in the family so you know i see things that jason i see jason's facing my boy and he's two years old he's never met him so you know there's there's always they're always there now i'm not religious i don't believe in anything like that um or or any sort of god but you know other people doing it that's that's what they if that's what's going to help them then geez you know that's that's great do that as well so yeah that's what i'd say about that really and Yeah, it's it's just important that you do just uh, have a little bit of humour and and enjoy your life, basically, and you will probably find some way of uh, identifying that
1: light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I I do, and I'm not going to... This is not an episode for me to sit and disagree with you on about anything to do with boxing today. It's about about you, it's about the listeners, it's about you guys listening to this episode and tuning in and and realising that you know, it's okay to talk, it's okay to be okay, it's okay to be happy and don't feel like you can't speak to anybody, don't feel if if you're, you're a male and you, you know, you hear two guys talking about it so openly, you know, you take confidence from that, take the positivity away from that and, and go and implement that into your life, find somebody in your life that you feel you can speak to on that level to be able to share that burden with them, to be able to Give them thoughts and feelings, because maybe they will then give you some advice that will really help your situation, no matter what that situation is there's so many different things that goes on it could be money it could be relationships it could be your job it could be a broken down car it could be anything that's going on in your life that's really making you feel to the point of despair and what you need to do is take all the positives away from your life, push on with them positives go and speak to somebody if you've got the negative thoughts going through your mind make sure you use them numbers that I gave you earlier and I'll give you them numbers just one more time so if you're UK based you can speak to the Samaritans you can, all you need to do is dial 116123 from any landline or any mobile phone and you will get through to somebody on the other end of the line who can just sit there and have a chat to you, and that'll be exactly what you need to get you going. If you're US-based, you can ring 1-800-273-TALK or 8255 from your mobile or, in American, cell phone. So, guys, I, I think... That would be a wrap for us, to be honest with you. I think we're not going to sit here and bore you all the way about mental health. If there is anything else you want to speak to us about topic-wise to do with mental health or, or any advice you want on any situations where you feel like you might benefit from it, then you can drop us an inbox at BTR Boxing Pod, or you can do it on our personal ones, I, Ambassador, or Brown 82 on Twitter. You can drop us a message, we'll happily speak to you. Uh, I hope this has, has been a bit of an eye-opener for some people. I hope you've been able to take something away from it. If you've not, and you you only come here just to listen to us talk about boxing then of course we're going to be back we will be back of course with some episodes coming up next week we've got a big fight weekend coming up we've also got the legendary knights mcguigan versus pedroza we've also got the career profile of michael spinks also coming up and there'll be fight reviews and fight previews coming up over the next week so thank you very much johnston for sharing your stories today Thank you very much for coming on. As always, it's great to oh, hear yeah. from you. Great to hear something different, of course. Nothing boxing related today. It's great to hear <laughs> you know, real real talk and real stories and I hope you guys that have been listening have taken something away and please, you know, don't don't delay talk today. See you next time fire fans. dream is made real. Ricky
0: rocks the world. How do you like it? years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over! Mama he he's done it! Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klesko! Uh, let's get ready to rumble!
1: Sports Social Podcast Network